0: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The cost of taking the bus is to rise sharply, but transport subsidies will be extended. The jobless rate hits a new 17-year high as the pandemic continues. And there's a rush to book as millions more people are offered COVID vaccinations. Those passengers will have to pay more from next month after the government approved applications by four franchised operators to put up their prices. Wendy Wong reports.
1: The Executive Council has given the green light for CityBus and New World First bus to increase their fares by a total of 12% in two phases. Prices will first go up by 8.5% on April 4th and then again by 3.2% on January 2nd next year. Kowloon Motor Bus, meanwhile, will charge people 8.5% more from April the fourth, and New Lantau Bus 9.8%. But a fare increase application from Longwind Bus, which runs services to the airport, has been rejected. The government says this is because it believes the company's financial situation will improve when the pandemic subsides. Transport officials say the bus companies submitted their applications back in 2018 and 2019, but they were delayed because of the pandemic. The officials say the fare increases are necessary as the bus operators are facing severe financial difficulties due to a decline in revenue and a rise in operating costs, with pandemic relief measures coming to an end last year. The government says most passengers will pay no more than $1.5 more per trip. Meanwhile, it has also announced that until December, people will be able to get up to $500 a month under the transport subsidy scheme rather than the existing cap of $400. The rebate will also kick in after people spend $200 on the monthly transport costs instead of the current
0: $400. Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Max says commuters will suffer despite the increase in subsidies.
2: The effect of the, the in- increase of the bus fare Cannot be offset by those uh, transport fare uh, rebates because not everyone can get the maximum amount of the transport fee rebate. So I hope uh, the government will consider more effective and direct measures to help those unemployed. And again, this is not, definitely not the right time to increase bus fare.
0: Hong Kong's unemployment rate has risen to 7.2 percent, its highest level since 2004. Candice Wong has more.
3: The unemployment rate for the three months ending February reached 7.2 percent, with more than 261,000 people out of a job. That's higher than the 7 percent in the November to January period. Among different sectors, the jobless rate in consumption and tourism-related sectors combined stood at just over 11 percent, despite having dropped slightly from the previous period. Decline in the unemployment rate was also seen in the food and beverage service sector, but the retail and most other industries have deteriorated. As for the underemployment rate, the latest figure reached a post SARS high of 4%. The city's jobless rate hit an all-time high of 8.5% during the SARS outbreak in 2003. Commenting on the latest figures, the Secretary for Labour and Welfare said the Labour the market remained under notable pressure, although the situation seemed to stabilise later in the period thanks to improvement in the local epidemic situation. Mr Law said challenges remain in the near term amidst the epidemic, but is hopeful that the citywide COVID-19 vaccination programme could help to ease the pressure on the employment market later in the year.
0: Vaccine bookings are now on the rise after the government expanded its inoculation programme by halving the minimum age requirement to 30, with some vaccination centres and public clinics fully booked for the next two weeks, despite lingering concerns about the jabs. People RTHK spoke to were generally in favour of getting inoculated.
4: A few weeks ago... Um, It seemed like Hong Kong was one of the last places to get it and now all of a sudden after the decision to expand the group to 30, I think Hong Kong is at the forefront. Most importantly it makes me feel safer on my day-to-day life in Hong Kong.
1: For the future I will go home, Yeah, maybe they will require in my place so i take the vaccine now
4: maybe three months later some of the
5: occupation should be doing that first maybe the like the delivery and construction something like that i think when they do the result as well i think i will go to do that
0: health authorities confirmed 18 new coronavirus cases today including seven who live or work in mid-levels in western the site of a major outbreak centered on a gym there were four infections among residents of police quarters in You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The head of the medical association, Choi Kin, has criticised new government guidelines on who should and who shouldn't get vaccinated against COVID-19, saying they are vague and insincere. He also says he wants to know why anyone over 60 is still allowed to get the job made by mainland firm Sinovac, Timmy Sung reports.
4: The guidelines were given to GPs by the Department of Health this week, following deaths of several people who had received Sinovac jabs, even though no link between the deaths and the vaccines has been established to date. People suffering from heart disease, blood pressure and diabetes should not be inoculated against coronavirus until their medical condition is under control, the guidelines say. With a similar warning regarding people who have recently had a stroke but no specific parameters are set out and doctors are left to come up with their own assessments. Dr Choi says this isn't fair for people with chronic illnesses who could be told to hold off on getting a vaccine when it is actually suitable for them to receive one. He also says he doesn't understand why people aged 60 and over are still being allowed to receive Sinovac jabs. <laughs> Sinovac doesn't have clear guidelines on whether people 60 and above should get a shot. So why aren't we suspending the vaccination for that category, Dr. Choi asked on the RTHK program. More than 200,000 people in Hong Kong have now received the first dose of either the Sinovac jab or the vaccine made by German company BioNTech. Around 80 percent have taken the China-made vaccine, which was the first to arrive in the territory.
0: The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has played down concerns that babies and young children are being separated from their families if their parents are taken into hospital with coronavirus. She says authorities always consider the specific circumstances. She was speaking amid growing calls for these youngsters to be isolated at home instead of at a quarantine centre.
2: Where the close contacts are young children of the parents and the parents are confirmed, so instead of sending the very young kids on their own to a quarantine centre or ask other relatives and friends to go into the quarantine centre with these kids, we will exceptionally allow the admission of the children into the hospital as well. And of course, within the hospital, there will be appropriate arrangements for the parents and the kids. We have no policy to uh, deliberately separate children from their parents.
0: Mrs Lim also dismissed suggestions that planned electoral changes would reduce representation and participation for Hong Kong people.
2: What we are aiming at in adjusting the election committee is to ensure that it is more broadly representative of the interests in Hong Kong, is to reflect the actual situation in Hong Kong, and is to ensure that in future more people will be uh, representing the holistic interest rather than the sectoral interest in Hong Kong.
0: And there are now further signs that the number of directly elected lawmakers will drop in the future LegCo. Damon Pang with that story.
5: On day two of the seminars hosted by visiting mainland officials on the electoral overhaul for the SAR, two lawmakers said the number of directly elected seats should be lower than the current 35. Both Michael Teen and Wong Kwok kin cited comments by Wang Chen, deputy chairman of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, that a relatively large share of legislators will be chosen by the election committee. A local NPC deputy, Stanley Ng, earlier floated the figure of 20 in a future 19-member council. Electrical President Andrew Lang, for his part, said he didn't tell mainland officials how many directly elected lawmakers should remain in future, adding that he believes Beijing will make a decision after hearing people's views. Former Electrical President Chang yuk sing also weighed in. He said with only patriots allowed to govern Hong Kong in future, Beijing may be more willing to increase the number of directly elected lawmakers.
4: Now that the criteria of being patriotic is incorporated in our election system, then maybe the central government would be more willing to allow the election system to move forward in the sense that we have more and more directly elected seats, although the election has to be preceded by some kind of screening.
5: On the threshold for LegCo hopefuls, Mr Tin a roundtable lawmaker and businessman, said a candidate should get at least three nominations from each of the five election committee subsectors in order to run. But Mr Wong of the Federation of Trade Unions said the bar should be set higher at 10 nominations from each subsector.
0: The United States has accused Beijing-affiliated media of publishing disinformation about its diplomats in Hong Kong as it denied its staff invoked diplomatic immunity to avoid isolating after positive coronavirus tests. Violet Wong reports.
6: The U.S. consulate here has been closed temporarily for deep cleaning and contact tracing after two employees were infected with the virus. The consulate and health authorities have said the pair were taken into a hospital isolation ward as required by the territory's anti-coronavirus rules. But state media outlets and a leading pro-Beijing trade union accused the employees of invoking diplomatic immunity, which U.S. officials flat out rejected. A State Department spokesman said the allegations that the two staff members did not comply with quarantine orders is false, calling it disinformation from PRC state media. The reports of diplomatic immunity first ran on the online news outlet Dot Dot News is part of an opaquely owned media group that answers to Beijing's liaison office. Following the reports, the state-run Global Times tabloid repeated the diplomatic immunity accusation and said U.S. diplomats had displayed arrogant outlaw behavior. The Federation of Trade Unions, meanwhile, staged a protest outside the U.S. consulate in the morning.
0: WWF Hong Kong says there's an urgent need for people here to change their consumption habits, with the group's research suggesting the city's ecological footprint is growing. It says that if everyone in the world were to follow our example, we'd need 44 to sustain us, up from 4.2 the year before. The research puts the SAR's ecological footprint as the third worst in the Asia-Pacific region and 14th worst globally. WWF Hong Kong's Gloria Lai says the city needs to do better as other places are reducing their footprint.
6: Globally, a lot of different countries, their ecological footprint is actually decreasing even for those high-income countries, for example, Singapore, Canada, Australia. And, but Hong Kong is actually not aligned and we are going into a different direction. So I really hope everyone, no matter it is business
2: or it is individual, we have to take action and uh, really improve our lifestyle.
0: Overseas, the British government has signaled a fundamental change in its international priorities in a new foreign policy now that the country has left the European Union. A report, Global Britain in a Competitive Age. Calls for a new focus on trade and security links in the Indo Pacific region and addresses what it says is the growing challenge of China. Presenting it to Parliament, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke of a new era for Britain. Our international policy is a vital instrument for fulfilling this government's vision of uniting and levelling up across our country, reinforcing the union and securing Britain's place as a science superpower and a hub of innovation and research. The review describes how we will bolster our alliances, strengthen our capabilities, find new ways of reaching solutions, and relearn the art of competing against states with opposing values. An international charity says jihadists in Mozambique have beheaded children as young as 11 years old. Save that the Children said many children were killed in the northern province of Cabo Delgado for refusing to join the militants. Its country director for Mozambique, Chance Briggs, said that very little is known about the motives of those carrying out the attacks. There's no
1: doubt that uh, conflict erupts in, in many countries around the world when there are concerns about equity and resources. But honestly, the insurgents have not put out a manifesto. They've not said who they are. It's not clear if there's one group. And we believe that the government is doing their best to try to figure out what's happening and also to put up a counteroffensive.
0: Sport and Champions League football returns tonight with Manchester City taking a 2-0 lead into their last 16 second leg against Borussia Gladbach. Raheem Sterling is back in City's squad after sitting out Sunday's Premier League win over Fulham. City boss Pep Guardiola says Sterling has reacted the right way to the club's rotation policy.
1: Always, always Raheem and all the players training and react really well. I don't expect they are happy, and the guys who don't play, nor even the guys who are not selected. So it's normal. It uh, always happened since the football was created. Raheem, in this case, have been so important, and he's so important for the team and for all of
0: us. A reminder of our top stories tonight, the cost of taking the bus is to rise sharply, the jobless rate hits the new 17-year high, and there's a rush to book as millions more people are offered COVID vaccinations. The news from RTHK. Mm-hmm.
6: The Education Bureau provides a non-means-tested annual subsidy for eligible students to pursue full-time locally accredited self-financing undergraduate programs in Hong Kong, offered by eligible institutions. In the 2021-22 academic year, the subsidy amount will be up to Hong Kong dollars For details, please search online for NMTSS and visit the designated website.
3: Radio 3, live on the web, rthk.org.hk.